Here tonight, uh, we're going to put a demand on Pastor John's anointing. So let's put our hands together for Pastor John from India. How much time? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Ah. It's such a honor and such a joy to be here worshiping with you. Ah, this uh, Sunday service, the last Sunday, we were here for the service. And it's kind of, I don't know the feelings that we were going through. Because it was for a long time, long time we have been hearing about uh, this church and the anointing in this church and the prayer that's going on here and the revival that is breaking out from here. And I know all of you know, the church already knows, but then I don't know how much of its impact you can really feel here. Because it reaches us. It reaches other nations. And so when uh, people like us, we come from India or other pastors, those who have been in touch with uh, New Philly and the missionaries, those who have been going out from here, those who received their ministry, only they can share that testimony, the impact that made the miracles that took place while they were ministering. This is just uh, for other members of the church to know that even when you were not able to go, but I'm sure that you spent a lot of time in prayer. You knew some of your uh, leaders and pastors or maybe senior pastor. Other missionaries from this church were going to different countries and they were in the mission field. I'm sure some of you were really, really praying for them. And um, it's, it's not any power that comes out from a human being. It's, it's, it's not any special power that is coming out of any missionary or pastor or prophet or teacher. But I truly believe it's the power... It's a prayer backup. And then that disturbs kind of heaven <laughs> and, and the angels. And the Lord cannot be quiet there. It's like, it's like a children ask for something and then, you know, persisting. And then, maybe in the beginning, they ignore, parents ignore. Maybe later, after some time. But then, when the child persists, the children persist, keep on asking, keep on asking, keep on asking. Some parents may not even move then. Very adamant, very strict. They have their timing for everything. Well disciplined. 
But then you know what happens with my boy, four-year-old Dani? Well, he's so cute. If something we miss, it's just our kids and our grace home children, our kids at grace home. But otherwise, everything is perfect here. <laughs> you know, when he has tears, That's the end of it. He'll get through. And he will get it. Of course, as responsible parents, we know what to give and what not to give. So when we come before the Lord in prayer, I'm sure when missionaries go out from this church, a lot of people praying. Church members praying. Both from EM and KM. A lot of people praying. So when they go out in the field, I think there are more mighty things happening through them when they go out from here into the mission fields, into the mission fields. Mighty things. Well, I don't have, I think it will take long time to bring all those reports here. But there are so many healings, so many healings, so many healings. Repentance. Repentance. Not only physical healing. Repentance. Change in attitude. Once the team was coming, well, we had some problems with the older children, especially the boys growing up, 17, 18. And you know, if you, some of your parents or, well, you had parents, we were children, we were growing up, we know the issues. And we have to take care of 115 in just one home. And so age 16, 17, 18, you can think about. And so we had some issues of little bit of rebellion and things like that. And that's, that was the time the team was coming. It, it just happened once. You know, and I, I told everybody there, let us not worry about it. Now this time, exactly this time, the team is coming from New Philly. We are not going to even tell them. We will not let them know what our problem is here. And I tell you, I can never forget that prayer tunnel that you made there. Otherwise, every time the team comes, okay, if somebody is sick, somebody has some pain, some problem, some difficulty, okay, slow learner, so pray for wisdom. Somebody has some problem, pain, pray for healing. That's what usually they do. But this time, January this year, they made a prayer tunnel. And they made every child, everyone there, walk through that. So all the New Philly missionaries made a tunnel from one end to the other. How many of you were there? You can think about the length of the tunnel. 14 or 15 of them. And then each child will be asked to go through the tunnel. And so everyone will be blessing them and praying for them. What a transformation that the Lord brought in the life of these children, I tell you. No counseling would have made that. No disciplinary steps would have made that, I tell you. We didn't have to do anything. We didn't have to punish them. We didn't have to discipline them. We didn't have to counsel them. 
We didn't have to do anything. Believe it. In the name of the Lord, I'm sharing this testimony. What a transformation. The next day, or I mean even right after that, those smiling faces, you know, children, those who are little rude, becoming humble. Those who are walking like this, walking like this. Children, those who said, I, I don't know how to cry in prayer. Some of them, it doesn't make any sense. You know, because they're all coming from Hindu backgrounds, Muslim backgrounds, only few Christian background children. And so some of them say, well, I don't know how to cry in prayer. You know, you, 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 some of you cry while you pray. Well, I, I, that never happens to me. Those children started crying. <laughs> crying in prayer. Started submitting and surrendering their lives. This is just one experience. And of course, the same day, uh, uh, one, of the, one of our teachers uh, who is coming from a fanatic, extreme, fundamental Hindu family, very orthodox, she accepted the Lord. And, and he knows more. She was, she was in her prayer group, small prayer group they are having. She started having that confrontation there. And then the prayer tunnel experience. And she, she had a confrontation from the Lord. And she couldn't open her eyes for a while because the light was so bright. And when the, when the missionaries touched them and prayed for them, or prayed for her, she felt a very extraordinary touch. It was not just any human being touching her. When you, you just put your hand there, or here, or wherever, she felt it was a very extraordinary hand. And then she received that light and vision, and then that was enough for her transformation. No long sermons made it. No arguments made that. No debate <laughs> about, about Christianity versus Hinduism. Not telling her that all her gods and goddesses are all idols and good for nothing. You know, cannot do anything. We didn't have to say anything. Just prayer. Just prayer alone. Change that woman. Change that woman. I mean, there are so many such experiences, I'm sure, wherever, wherever the servants of the Lord went to other places where Pastor Lethlal was ministering and other places, wherever. A lot of amazing reports. Amazing. I think somebody should write it down. A lot of things. Because every, all these reports cannot be brought here in the pulpit. It, you know, it is not, not possible. A lot of things God is doing. Praise the Lord. So, thank you so much for coming. Whenever they hear, we have team from New Philly. Of course, to be very frank, team from Korea. <laughs> because most of the children, they don't exactly say New Philly or, you know, uh, Jail Sangdo. Most of them, they don't know how to say that. But they say Korea, team from Korea. They just shout. They begin to dance and jump. 
They, they are all craving for Aaron. <laughs> they are not at all happy when she comes back. <laughs> Especially if the time of your stay is short. It makes them cry like anything. <laughs> and so also, with, the, with, with many others, they fall in love. And praise God for this anointed woman of God. Yeah. That... That the way she leads worship and, and the spiritual dancing. <laughs> that changes hearts, I tell you. That changes minds. That changes character. <laughs> that changes lives. That's happening there. You may not even know that the, 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 the dance and the worship, how much impact that is making. We see such a transformation in the lives of our children. Even when you come and dance for the Lord there. He changes. The Lord's presence is so amazing there. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. The longest ever volunteer we had at Grace Home was Lisa. Yeah, we had uh, like volunteers from several countries, but she is the longest. We cherish that memory all the time. Long time. She could teach the children maths and English and several other things and Korean culture and few sentences in Korea. And a few basic things which, on which they are now building on. And uh, those days, I tell you, we were going through a lot of crisis. Especially so much of financial crisis. Those days, uh, she stayed with us. We couldn't give her good food. <laughs> we couldn't give her good accommodation. We couldn't really take care of her very well. We are ashamed when we come here now. The way you welcome us, the way you treat us, as someone himself, like kings and queens. We are ashamed of the way we took care of you. I was telling, I was telling this with Annie. We didn't have enough, probably, to take care of you very well that time. But she was so adjusting. What a great missionary heart. I would go to kitchen and tell uh, uh, our, our, our uh, staff or whoever helps us with cooking or any, make sure that the food is not spicy. <laughs> make sure the food is not spicy. Oh, she can't eat this. She can't eat that. But as days passed, one, two, three, my God, I can't. I could never imagine that, you know. Food that I couldn't eat, she ate. <laughs> Food that was so spicy that made me sick the other day. <laughs> I thought a sister Lisa, she would be running to and back, to and fro. You know, restroom, bedroom, restroom. Bedroom. I asked her, are you okay? Perfectly fine. No problem. But I am sick. The food that we yesterday, ate yesterday made me sick. It was so spicy. Being a local person there, an Indian, it did not really... I mean, I had a problem. What an annoying day. <laughs> but that time I never knew... The Lord's call for international missions in her life. That the Lord wanted to bring her into the leadership. 
into these international missions. I never knew. But today when I call back, recall. Oh my God, that's why that anointing is there. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So such amazing experiences. So many sweet experiences we have. Hallelujah. Anyway, quickly, I will uh, just to talk a little bit of my testimony. How we began the whole ministry of this orphanage. We have, uh, of course, now Grace Home as one of the major ministries that we are involved with. Uh, 115 children. And we also minister to around 400 slum children, street children. Uh, you know, some of these children ran away from their uh, houses, parents, because of extreme poverty. And that they don't get even one meal a day. You know, 7,000 children dying in India every day. No exaggeration at all. It's survey done by WHO, World Health Organization. 7,000 children dying in India every day. So these children run away from their houses or from wherever. And they come to streets. They begin to sell some of the small things or uh, maybe begin to find out some small works. Sweeping or cleaning or polishing shoes or something in the train stations. Wherever masses are found, a lot of people are found, market areas. You can see a lot of street children there. Some of them, most of them have parents. And they... Now fall into, they get into, they are trapped by gangs that are already operational there. So young children abused, get into all kinds of teenage gangs that are already into drugs. Not those expensive drugs you think about, but drugs, local drugs that they can make. They make, like I was shocked to hear that they can make drugs with a piece of leather and uh, the whitener that we use and some of the some of the chemicals that we have they can make amazing drugs and smell and just be unconscious for hours so children those who are into these kinds of drugs alcohol sexual abuse and all kinds of things so such 400 children god has helped us, gracious God, has helped us to reach with one meal and few hours of education. We teach them um, both uh, the regular schooling and, and plus spiritual lessons also. So the Lord has helped our team to bring back so many children back to families, back to school, back to normal life. Some of them are at a grace home now through this ministry. Please pray for these children ministries. And we also have church, which is the base for all the whole thing. And um, uh, we have house churches, small, small churches, because the situation in India is very bad that uh, the house churches are more successful. It, it doesn't attract so much of opposition, because we have so much of opposition from the fanatic Hindu groups. Pastors killed, churches burned, Bibles burned, worship places attacked, and um, a lot of problems regularly going on. Every day, every day, every day going on. Every day morning I get those messages through SMS, like where 
all that happened. Every day we hear those things. And uh, so we have house churches, you know, where five, six, or ten gather together and have a service and growing in faith. So these are the ministries that uh, we are mainly involved with. I think you, Pastor Christian, I think you handed over mic to me at 8.30. Eight twenty. I'm sorry. See, this is a problem with the preachers. <laughs> I thought it's eight thirty because I see already eight. Uh, it's going to be eight fifty. So I, I, you know, there, there are two. Uh, it's, it's a small story that I remember. There's two women coming in a village to draw water from the well. And uh, then one is telling, you know, my husband is a politician. You give one topic, he can preach for one hour. And then the other woman telling, you know, my husband is a pastor. (laughs) He can preach for hours without any topic. (laughs) So, so I uh, (laughs) asked. Pastors, <laughs> pastors are laughing. <laughs> so, so I, I make sure that wherever I go, if it is five minutes, that's okay. If it's one hour, that is good. But I ask, how much time? And look at the watch and finish in time. So, don't worry. <laughs> I will finish in time. And towards the end of the service, we are going to have a prayer tunnel. I have... You allow me. I'm copying that. We, we, we have already copied that in many youth camps. We have come in. Me and Annie, we were invited to speak in a youth seminar, youth camp, for three days. We copied a lot of things from you. And the prayer tunnel, so powerful. God bless you. God bless you so much for introducing that with us. You know, Pastor Latran, he is not here. He, he was just here, but uh, uh, Moksanim came from uh, KM Ministry. And he keeps, he, 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 he was calling me. Pastor John, it's 6 o'clock. Well, he started at 5, I think. 5. Another call, 5.30. Another call, 6 o'clock. The team needs to come here this evening. Because that, that night they were supposed to go to him. And he's, I said, prayer tunnel. Every time he calls me, prayer tunnel. <laughs> I, I can't speak with you now. Prayer tunnel going on. <laughs> oh, such a great blessing it was. Yeah. Maybe other pastors uh, from Philippines and other places are already uh, familiar with that. Well, if you are not, then when the new Philly team comes there, make sure <laughs> you have that. It's great. So, We, we are already copying some of these things in our ministry. And it's so wonderful. It's so amazing. So amazing. You need to remind me where I went from. I'm so sorry. What was I talking about? Come on. My brothers. You are my brothers and you are my sisters. 
What's that? <laughs> in um, 1997, after a ministry in a village, I was coming back to my city where I was pastoring a church. I was coming back, and I was waiting in the train station. And uh, uh, I already shared this uh, with, uh, uh, I mean, the NPWM conference for three minutes there. And um, as it is hobby for most of us, watching people. Watching people. <laughs> so, of course, I had a book. I was reading, but reading books are boring all the time. <laughs> but watching people, so wonderful. <laughs> so I was in the train station. I was trying to read a book and reading and reading, getting bored. And I started watching people. And then this sight, this scene that I saw in the train track, on the train track. Yeah, maybe a five-year-old boy. He had a small shorts and upper part, you know, shirt. So we call half-naked. <laughs> he was walking through uh, the track. I could count his bones one by one. His st stomach was like inside. It's very clear that he didn't have a meal for several days, it looks like. Did not have a shower for several days. He looked like that. And he just walked. I'm going, I'm just watching him, and picked up something. That was uh, the garbage of a juice, a juice packet. You know, after drinking the juice, you throw that garbage. Well, in India, we have all these problems. When you come, you will see. People will throw garbage here and there. So, maybe somebody, after drinking that juice, they threw that, that just that packet, empty, you know, he just picked it up and tried to get a few drops out of it. You can imagine how what is there. And then throwing that, walking forward. He picked up something else. That's another garbage. Somebody had a meal and then, you know, while you travel, you have like this wrappers. So, and people throw that. <laughs> He picked up that wrapper and then trying to search something. Few pieces of whatever he got. He was trying to eat that. The waste. And he threw that. And then he is walking forward. I just started watching him. And he walked and walked and walked. There were so many stray dogs. On the train track. And rats, huge rats. They were running here and there. This we can see on the Indian train tracks. I don't know about other countries. Rats, big rats and stray dogs you can see on the train track. Because there's always something to eat. For the dog and rat, there is something to eat. Like, I was so touched. My God, those dogs were strong. And those rats were big and healthy and strong. But they had plenty of things to eat there. This child who is made in the likeness of God. In the image of our Almighty. Just like you and me. 
how much we should praise god for the way we have been brought up in our families for all the delicious food our parents gave us for all the chocolate and ice cream and all the beautiful dresses they were they provided to us even then we murmured sometime we complained sometime we were not very happy even then but this child started speaking to me i remember my childhood the way we were cherished and nourished the way we were brought up oh my god so many questions came to my mind who are the parents why the child is here on the train track searching something to eat if he is searching for gold or silver or money it is okay but on this uh, dirty train tracks searching for food i couldn't take that i couldn't believe that and then slowly 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 the child disappeared you know i my eyes couldn't reach i couldn't see my train came i got in the train i couldn't have my lunch i could not drink i could not eat so heavy even when i share this testimony i feel very so much of that in me i'm so heavy i could only open the word of god just i couldn't eat or relax and then immediately matthew chapter 25 verse 35 that's the lord spoke to me on the final judgment day the last day of the judgment people on the right and left group going to heaven and a group going to hell the lord is having conversation with them kind of kind of argument to the right he says i was hungry you gave me something to eat the lord spoke to me from those scripture at that time oh lord i was broken that was jesus that was jesus i could have done something the time is gone that was jesus i could have done something i started crying and then the lord gave me begin began to speak to me don't worry don't be too heavy he gave me luke 4:18 these two scriptures he gave me in the running train at that time Luke 4:18 The spirit of the Lord is on me to preach good news to the poor Hallelujah to bring recovery of the blind and to oppress I mean to release the oppressed to release the oppressed that scripture came to me that was such a comforting oh the lord said i don't need to worry about that small you know probably the replica the model or just that the lord showed me there but there's a ministry that is going to take place so i continued in prayers continued prayed for few years tarried on the lord and asked several people to pray and you know what i thought this was in 97 but to start an orphanage to start something like that well i now have the name even in that train trip the lord spoke to me and said talked about the grace of god 
the grace of god that made us different and the same grace should flow through us yeah. now this grace the lord well i have all that written in my diary this grace is not a stagnant grace but it's an overflowing grace it should flow out of us and it should reach others hallelujah it's just by god's grace what we are just by god's grace all that we have all the blessings we are enjoying hallelujah oh everything that we have is god's grace the abundance we have is god's grace the joy we have is god's grace the peace we are enjoying is god's grace the good friends we have is god's grace the affection and the love we receive in our lives is god's grace just by his grace just by his grace and now that grace should flow flow from our lives that's how all that came grace home where god's grace will be flowing into these children amen hallelujah but all that is there even the name for the home and everything you know we started the thing in 2003 november but now everything is there in 97 everything was ready but then in my in my human understanding during those days even now in our country people those who have flourished ministries big ministries big organizations all of them are connected with america you know if somebody has a good building and a good campus and a good ministry what people will say non believers especially even sometimes believers what will they say american money american money as of people say is generally in everybody's mind that if a good ministry to take place you need american money i was also a fool thought the same thing i thought i need to have american connections sponsors from america money from america lot of funds that should come from there so what i did i applied for a visa in 99 i wanted to go to america for ma in counseling course ma in counseling course the justification is this if i do ma in counseling i will be able to handle children better that's it but you know what is inside if i go to america if i study there two three years i will make lot of connections <laughs> i went for visa i had everything my stay my scholarship everything because i had a professor from the same college who comes to india and i translate for him and he stays with me many times i take him for tour and he was one of the top leaders there already in gordon conwell theological seminary boston and i applied there i got i got um, admission plus accommodation in the professor's house he just once once came and showed me the picture this is your room <laughs> there's a computer and there is everything that you need and you know what i will be taking you every day to the class and bringing you back with me that's what the professor said because he was like a friend to me god answers prayers i was so happy and then now the day to go for visa i went to embassy for visa 
these are rejected. You cannot go. Sir, at least one reason why I cannot go. You already have one MA degree. Why should you have another one from America? Sir, that's it. You cannot tell anything more. <laughs> Next. Go. Done. I was so sad. I thought God answered my prayers. Big miracles are happening here. Now what is this? I cannot understand. I called them. Well, this is what happened. Oh, we can't believe that. Well, you had all the papers ready. The fund, the finance, everything. Proper paperwork. It cannot be. Oh, immediately, Timothy Tennant, he gets a letter of recommendation from a congressman. You know, America senator and congressman. It's a powerful recommendation. I got that. Next appointment. This time I have a recommendation. This time, this time nobody will say, no, they will not reject. Going. Of course, God, the Lord, you know, I'm going to America. I will study MA counseling. It will be very good for the ministry here, for the church, for orphanage. It will be very good. And Lord, plus, I will make a lot of connections there. So after my three years stay there and study, when I come back, I will have a lot of American friends. So a lot of dollars will come every month. So Lord, it's not for me, not for my glory, but just for ministry. Oh, I'm saying all this to the Lord and going to the embassy. Now this time, this was a young, sweet woman. A Chinese American sitting there at the counter, consulate. I thought, definitely I'll get through. <laughs> I believed smarter than now. That time. I thought I'll get through. My visa got rejected second time. One reason. I wanted to know one reason. You know what this woman said? You know, these documents say that you are already 29 years old. I think it is time for you to get settled here. In other words, she says, get married. <laughs> You know, this is, this is a problem uh, uh, with uh, several embassies of this kind, I mean, our nation and all. Like, they think some of these people go to America, get settled there, marry an American woman there. Well, they don't want that to happen. So, maybe that's one reason. When everybody heard that, oh, ridiculous, how can she say that? <laughs> that's very personal. <laughs> Well, whatever, it is ridiculous or personal, you have to go. Next person. Gone. Okay. Now, same year, I obeyed her counsel. I married. I'm sorry. I got married. I got married in 2001. Of course, 
I tried even that year also. Now I thought, she is a staff nurse by profession. Lot of Indians, Indian nurses are in America. And they have to go through a special program called the CGFNS and then they get there and they get job and they can take their husbands. Okay, now this is another method. <laughs> I, asked her, I asked her to go through a course, spend a lot of money, around 50,000 rupees. Study, 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 study. <laughs> we need to go to America. You go first and then I will get a visa. As a dependent, I will come. And then you know, you do job there and I will be studying. And you will be making a lot of connections and I also will be making a lot of connections. And now plus, oh, okay, God's great plan. That's why he did not send me alone. <laughs> it, now it's going to be double. You know, you know, I was thinking that maybe we can take care of 100 children. Now we both go together. When we come back, we will have enough fun. We will be able to take care of 200 children. It's going to be double. The intentions are again clear from a human perspective. Oh, and then finally she says, after the result comes, you know, this is the first time I fail in an examination. She was so sad. I was so sad. And she couldn't get through. I was very unhappy. I was very upset. No grace home. No orphanage. No church. No ministry. Hey, everybody is happily living, taking care of their lives, their children, their family, their life. And I'm so much thinking about the kingdom of God, the ministry of God, the orphan children, taking care of the poor and needy. I'm not selfish. I'm, I'm just thinking about others. And then what are you doing, God? I started arguing with him. Well, called a fasting prayer. And I said, I don't want everybody there. I only want the very selected people. So I selected very few. One is Abhijit. Those who have been to Grace Home, you all know that big man there. <laughs> Abhijit Sarkar. He said, man of prayer. I said, I need you this time. I'm so broken. Like he knew some of these plans that all the time. And we were praying and like I was crying unto the Lord and said, Lord, now it is clear that you don't want us to do this. And we don't need to be burnt out and overburdened and worried. And, and I'm not going to do anything. I'm going to relax. <laughs> I have a small church and some slum ministry that is going on there. That is okay. That is enough. You know, these are not something that will take you to heaven. Well, I'm, I'm okay. I'm a nice man. I'm holy. I'm just living. I'll go to heaven. I don't need to start the orphanage and all. Okay. But Lord, why? So many people are going for their personal gain, their business. And but I'm, I was planning. I had a right purpose. Why didn't you give? All kinds of questions. Like I started arguing with God. It's like a friend who has so much of relationship with you or you have such a freedom and you have such a personal attachment that sometimes you forget all that you say. What, what, what are you talking about? You go emotionally and you take so much of freedom with your friend. 
I was speaking like that. I was speaking like a mad person. I was taking too much of freedom. I was trying to like blame God or whatever. I don't know. And then it's like, <laughs> this is it. How we talk to our friends. Huh? <laughs> Listen to me. You're so foolish. Listen to me. And the Lord began to speak. In that fasting prayer, the Lord gave me Isaiah 48, 11. I want you to read that. Isaiah 48, 11. The Lord spoke to me very personally. Aisha 48, 11. Is there a custom here to read scripture like that? Can somebody read loudly? Forty-eight, verse eleven. For my own sake, my own sake, I do it. For how should my name be proclaimed? My glory, I will not give to another. Oh, hallelujah! The last part, the Lord started speaking to me very personally. He said, "I will not yield my glory to another. I will not give my glory to another." the scripture that the Lord spoke to me that day. Hallelujah. Everything was clear to me then. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I was so happy. I started crying and confessing before the Lord and repenting for all the all that, you know, the, the argument that I had and everything and just submitted my life. And then God asked me, what do you have right now? No, no American friends. No dollar. Nothing. But I said, nothing. Not even one sponsor. Nobody. Nobody has ever told me that I will at least give you one rupee. I mean, in our money. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Well, absolutely nothing. Right time to start. Hallelujah. The Lord said, absolutely nothing. Right time to start. Start. Hallelujah. You will not believe this happened in the month of October. And Grace Home started the next month, November 16. Today we have 115 children. The Lord very personally as I was praying, I was preparing. If the Lord gives opportunities in the future, I will share from God's word. But today as I was preparing and praying, the Lord put in my heart to share this testimony. To share this testimony. Probably the Lord wants to speak to some of the leaders also. Mission leaders and great plans. Great calculations. All that. But the Lord says, I will not give my glory to another. Praise the Lord. You know, the Lord in that prayer said, I don't want anybody to say that, you know, tomorrow when people see that campus... And the children and the beautiful ministry. Well, it's yet in the dream. You haven't seen that. It is still in the dream. Well, tomorrow no one should say, you know, Pastor John was in America. His wife was working there in America. And they have a lot of connections, a lot of friends. And they started this ministry. Oh, no. 
Oh, I am so happy today. I am so glad. I am so grateful that not even one rupee. It hasn't come from my side. It hasn't come from any side. Not from any such a human sources. We couldn't see anything when we started it. And today when you come and see that, and those who have already seen can cannot imagine, oh my God, how the Lord worked wonders, wonders and miracles. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I want to give all the glory and honor to God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I want Annie, to, Annie just to come forward. And um, uh, we, we are just singing that Hindi song. And uh, uh, right after that, I want all the, all the pastors, those who are here from different countries, to come forward and we make a prayer tunnel quickly. Quickly. Only, only because it depends on your time. Only uh, uh, friends uh, here, um, uh, missionaries and uh, ministers of God, leaders and... Anybody who wants to go through that, because different nations are represented here. And the anointing they, they, they carry from all those uh, home churches. Oh, there, there are a lot of people praying for you. A lot of people praying for you. Grace Home is praying. All the children praying. And all the church members are praying. And, and the people are praying in Manipur. People are praying in Delhi. People are praying in Chennai. People are praying in Philippines. And people are praying in Myanmar, Bangladesh. Indonesia, Malaysia, everywhere people are praying for this church. A blessed church. People are praying for New Philly. Hallelujah. So today the representatives are here. We are going to make a prayer tunnel here. And you walk through the same thing you did there. We just want to do it here. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And this song, when, when, when Grace Song, we went through... Utter crisis, housing crisis. Well, the house owner asked us to vacate the building. And three months notice, in three months notice, we couldn't find any house. Because people here, that time we had 50 children. People here, 50 children? Orphanage? They will not give their house. Because they fear liability and many other issues that will be connected to that. The people don't give. We were in such a trouble. And we came together. And that last day, for, you know, the last day we should leave that building that day. They will take the keys from us. We don't have a place to go. And we were in such a trouble. Jesus. We sang this song, this Hindi song. And all the children there sitting with us were having tears. We already packed everything. And we had no place to go. And we were singing this song. And everybody had tears there. Everybody cried out unto the Lord. Because the song says, When God, you will wipe our tears. Amen. When, when our Lord will appear for our favor. When will you, O Lord, restore us? When will you, O Lord, settle us down? So that, that's a kind of song. And everybody was crying. Right after the Sunday service, right after this a worship service, a Hindu businessman was waiting for us there at the gate. And when, then he, when he met later, he said, well, I came to know. He used that, but he, the word Hindus use for worship, puja. Puja. Well, he said, I heard you were having puja there inside, so I waited. But I have a news for you. I have a house. 
all the children can go and stay there amen jesus it's a big house it's a new house and you know what you are not going to pay any rent for that hallelujah jaate hum aise de sab ka Jesus Christ will never be put to shame that's what the song says those eyes fixed on Jesus will never be put to shame the lord will wipe our tears and he will restore us are going to such a place we cannot imagine what is going to be there sab kuch badal jayega we cannot imagine where we are going and what is in store for us can't imagine what is in store for us the lord has prepared for us no eye has seen no ear has heard 
Hallelujah. We can't imagine what has the Lord prepared for us. I want all the pastors to come forward because the time is going up. And uh, I will request to Pastor Christian and... Uh...